everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Streaming live on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Speaker, and available for download on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. Once again, if you would like to, you can reach out to the show at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter or, of course, at Rich Sports Talk at gmail.com. So for those of you who have listened to the show before, know that I am a New York Mets fan. And I addressed this on an earlier podcast about the New York Mets hiring former player manager, uh, agent, I'm sorry, for, I don't know why I keep saying manager, former player agent, Brody Van Wagenen. And the two things I said that concerned me about this was, number one, there being a conflict of interest being that this is a guy who's worked with former players, and my biggest concern was, would he target players that maybe weren't the best players for the team, but were his former clients? And that was a big concern for me. And I said, isn't there a conflict of interest? And this is one thing that, when I looked at this, I I was always skeptical of Major League Baseball. I'm like, how is this not a conflict of interest, and how is Major League Baseball not said, you know, maybe this might not be the best thing, Mets. Maybe you should look somewhere else. Well, it looks like those fears have been realized as the New York Mets have reportedly pulled off a trade for Robinson Cano and the Seattle Mariners, bringing in Edwin Diaz, the all-star closer. And the Mets, in turn, gave up a lot. Trading Jay Bruce, several prospects, including Justin Dunn, who was a first-round pick in 2016 and the number four prospect in the system. Their first-round pick from this previous year, Jarrett Kelenic, the sixth overall pick in the 2018 draft, right-handed reliever Anthony Swarzak, and right-handed prospect Jerson Bautista. Now, a lot of people have panned this trade, and I'm one of them. For multiple reasons. Number one, I think that this Mets team needs to get younger. They need to build a strong core. And I know Mets fans, it's been a frustrating 15 years for this franchise. Because for most of them, they've been irrelevant and been a bad team. And been under that rebuilding moniker. But I want to say this. Would you rather have this team take a step back for a year or two and have a solid core to be competitive for the next 5 to 10 years then be competitive for the next year or two and then be relevant for the next five to ten years because Philadelphia and Atlanta, they're building solid young cores, and that's something to be scary for the New York Met fan because we've seen what's happened when Philadelphia gets a good young core. They were great for about a decade, and the same with the Braves for almost two decades with that great pitching that they had in the 90s and early 2000s. So when I heard about this trade, I just rolled my eyes and I said, man, this – This doesn't feel right, especially because Robinson Cano got that $240 million contract from Brody Van Wagenen. So Brody's bringing back one of his guys, and it almost feels like he's doing a solid for Robinson Cano because he knows the Mariners why. He's like, hey, Robbie, don't worry. I'll I'll get you out of Seattle. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. I'm going to get you out of there. No problem. The Mets are trying to sell me that we're getting an all-star third baseman, Robinson Cano. He's been super durable. You do realize he was suspended for PEDs for 80 games last season. And I don't know. I, I don't think Brody was here when Henry Mejia was suspended for a full year, another promising Met player for suspended for PEDs. So he's he's been tested positive once for PEDs. He's 36 years old. 
He's got five years left on a contract of $120 million, and even though the Mariners are going to pay $20 million of that contract, that's still $100 million they owe. But the Mets are going to sell this like, hey, we got rid of that Jay Bruce contract. And the only thing I'll say about that is this last season he's had the heel issue. If the Mets feel that's going to be a chronic issue like it looks like with Cespedes, then okay, I, I'm okay with getting rid of Jay Bruce. And Anthony Swarzak, that was a terrible contract. I, I get it. They're trading two bad contracts for a horrible contract. But the Mets are trying to sell us. Well, we got Diaz. He's a great young closer. And I like that part of the deal. I, I love Diaz. I think their Mets bullpen, if you have him with Gesellman in the eighth inning, I think the Mets are going to have a very good bullpen next year. And that was one of their Achilles heels. And the way the game is changing now, you need a strong bullpen. And you can never have too many good bullpen pitchers. To me, that's the crown jewel to trade. It's not Cano. It's, it's Diaz. But the thing that irks me about this trade is the prospects they gave up for him. It basically confirmed another fear of mine, which was that when they brought in Brody, it was going to be a committee. Omar Minaya would be in charge of the personnel. It was going to be a group committee. Well, these are two picks, first-round picks under the Omar Minaya administration, and it's sending a loud message, loud and clear, that not only the Mets feel that they're competing next year, but they are willing to get rid of young talent. I mean, this is the opposite of last season because last season at the deadline it was trying to acquire young talent. I mean, they traded away his dribble Cabrera to get prospects. They were trading to get prospects. And now all of a sudden the Mets give up their three and four prospects. And, and now look, I understand prospects. It's different than the NFL. It's different than other sports. Prospects, we, we talk about them and how many actually pan out. But to me, these are first-round talent guys. And I know Dominic Smith was also a first-round pick. But you look at these guys, and Dunn was a double-A pitcher, had a very good stint at double-A. And you were looking at him to be a three- or four-starter in this rotation, especially if they trade Syndergaard. But even so, he was a great reliever in college. He could have been a great bullpen arm. And on top of that, uh, the kid they got this year, Jared, I always say, I think I'm getting his name wrong, Kelnick. Was he was lighting up in rookie ball this year, and he was one of the top prospects in baseball coming out of the draft. And the Mets are like, now nah, we got to get rid of them for a 36-year-old, 36-year-old second baseman. Let me remind you, and I know Cano's been durable throughout his career, but aren't you a little concerned, Brody, that he can't play second base long-term? This isn't the AL where you can hide him in a designated hitter spot. And the thing that really irks me is they had a good, young, promising second baseman. Jeff McNeil hit over 330 for the Mets last year at all second base. I guess the idea is they're going to move him to third base, which I don't really have a problem with, but he needs to be in the lineup. But to me, the biggest concern about this whole Robinson Cano contract, and I understand that, the Mets are just picking up a little bit extra compared to what they're giving up in the Jay Bruce contracts, the Swarzak contracts, and what the Mariners are giving back. But the thing that worries me is this is how the Mets are going to sell to the fan base. Well, we did something big this offseason. Instead of, I don't know, going out and signing Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. I mean, if they really wanted to get younger and better, why didn't they go out and get Manny Machado to play second? I would rather give him over $200 million for 10 years at this point in his career 
then Robinson Cano, another five. If the Mets get a good year out of Cano next year, okay, but what are you going to do on the back end of the four years? No one's going to take Robinson Cano out of your hands. You're going to have that contract. And where are you going to put him? One of your promising prospects left is Peter Alonso, who plays first base, so you're not going to move him to first base. You're going to move him to third base? Could he maybe play third base? Uh, he's never played that in his career. And you're giving up great prospects to a team that was desperate. They were desperate. Everyone in the league, apparently except the Mets, knew that the Mariners were desperate to get rid of that horrible, horrible contract. They were trying to get rid of him. They were trying to sell him away. And the Mets are going to say, well, hey, you know, you know, we got Diaz in this deal. That's great. Okay, I like Diaz, but not for paying an old 36-year-old second baseman over $20 million a year for five years. I'm not into that. I'm into this team either getting better or getting younger, and this team did neither in this trade. They got their bullpen better. Okay, I'm happy about that. But do you really think Robinson Cano at this point in his career is going to be a great player in the Mets? I think he hit, fits in this lineup because the problem with last year was they were live and die by the long ball like the last three years. And he's a guy that can get on base and get base hits and put base runners on. So I think in that aspect, he makes some sense. But he's 36 years old and he's had a PED suspension and the Mariners were trying to give him away. And I know the Mets are selling, well, we got Diaz, but okay, there's a lot of good relievers on this market, and you had Jeff McNeil at second who was costing you nothing. In baseball now, it's about accumulating as much young talent as you can for as cheaply as you can. Why do you think the Astros, the Yankees, and the Red Sox are so far ahead of everyone? It's because they have a stupid absurdity of young talent. Everyone keeps saying about the Yankees and Red Sox, well, they spend this on this player, this on this player. Those are one or two pieces. You look at the core and the stars of those teams. They are underpaid, and they are young athletes that came through their system or they traded for. I understand the Yankees went and got Giancarlo Stanton. That was the big move last offseason. But they also had Judge in their system. They had Sanchez in their system. Every other player that came up last year was from their system. Their bullpen came from their system. They have a young core. The Astros have a great young core. The Mets, this almost feels like they're going backwards. The game has changed where analytics and finding young players is the key. And the Mets feel like they're stuck in the late 90s or early 2000s where it's, oh, prospects don't mean anything. Let's go out and get the big money contract. I mean, Cano is 36, and look, Cano could have a great year next year, and that could put some deodorant on this trade. He could be a 290, 300 hitter, hit 15 home runs, and knock in 75 RBIs, and be a very good second baseman for this team. Okay, but what about in two years, when they have that albatross of a contract, and if they want to bring in more players, but they can't because, well, we got to pay Robbie Cano. He's, you know, he's only 39 years old. He can't run 30 feet in. You know, he's a terrible defensive second baseman now. But, hey, we still got Diaz in that trade. You know, I I, I don't get it. it. It To me, the Mets, if this was a deal where they traded Bruce Swarzak and even four minor leaguers that I had never heard about, fine. But why are they trading not only 
two of their top prospects, but former number one picks for this guy. They're trading Justin Dunn, who at the very least could be a very confident bullpen picture in this rotation. And they're trading away a young outfielder who many thought was one of the best prospects coming out of the draft last year. And and the one thing I would say about the Mets that I felt okay about after last season was they made some nice trades. They now have five prospects in the top 100. And even though I know those are a little bit farce, but at least they have some good young pieces that I'm like, you know what? Hey, at least they're bringing some sort of a young nucleus in here that they're bringing together. And now it's like, ah, (laughs) you know, we want to win now. All I can say is this. If you really want to prove to this team you're in for win now, lock up Jacob DeGrom long-term and don't trade Noah Syndergaard. Because the Mets are going to send a really odd message. Because I'm still hearing through multiple sources that they are still looking to trade Noah Syndergaard. Unless Syndergaard brings you in a couple of win now pieces or good, young, talented players that you can build around for the next five to ten years, what's the point of trading him now? Because this Cano deal is saying to to your fan base, we want to win now. We want to get a former all-star second baseman who we think can be an impactful player in our lineup in at number two. We are risking our future to win next year. And if you want to win next year, you need the pitching. You need DeGrom. You need Syndergaard. Because now you have a great bullpen on the back end, or you're hoping to continue to build it. Now you have a closer who's one of the best young closers in the game. But if you trade Syndergaard for prospects, or uh, unless it's some great young two-position players that you feel can help this franchise for five to ten years, then what message are you sending? It's like, well, we, we want to win now with Cano, but you know we also want to get some young pieces with uh, Noah Syndergaard. But once again, this was why I was concerned about Brody being the Mets' general manager, and it was this. It was conflicts of interest because as an agent, he has worked with a lot of players in this game. And even though that could be helpful in signing free agents, the one thing I was concerned about was, is he going to overvalue former clients or guys that he's close with in the industry over the players. Because as a general manager, you have to try to put your own biases aside and look at your team and decide what is best for my franchise. And this Cano deal, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like they got a good young player that they could build around. It doesn't feel like they got multiple prospects. It feels like they got an old, broken-down player and it feels like the Mariners pulled the wool over the Mets eyes they got rid of a bad contract they got Jay Bruce who even though he had injury issues could play DH for them next year and fit in an American League ballpark they got Swarzak but he's got one year left on his contract and now they have an abundance of cap space without Cano and they got two of the Mets top prospects a good young outfield prospect and a reliever slash starter who could be in the rotation at some point next season I mean, everyone I've talked to, every executive that I've read or anyone that is close in this industry has said the Mets made a terrible trade, and I can't disagree with them. I mean, if I was to say this at the end of the season, Mets fans would think I had lost my mind. Hey, let me tell you something. You know, all these great players, but the Mets are going to go out. They're going to go trade for Robinson Cano. 
and Diaz from Seattle. Well, what are they giving up? Well, they're giving up two of their best prospects, Jay Bruce Warzak, and a player to be named later. When, the Mariners were taking a, a, a bucket of balls for Robinson Cano. And the Mets, you can't sell me. Oh, we got Diaz. He's a great closer. Yeah, there's a lot of good closers and relievers on the market. Okay, he's cheap, but you're paying an albatross contract. It's like, oh, I I I got this absolutely great seat in my car. I overpaid for the car, but hey, I got this really nice seat on a good discount. It's like, well, well then why'd you overpay for the car? It makes no sense doesn't make any sense whatsoever and once again as a Met fan you just put your head in your hands you go what are they thinking it's like I, I you hope that this deal works out but with so many young free agents on this market and if they could have gone inside Manny Machado and were locked up Jacob DeGrom or traded Syndergaard who I don't want them to trade but or get but get a lot of pieces for him instead they're like hey we guys we got Robinson Cano who was 36 and got suspended for 80 games last year but he's going to be the savior of our franchise oh my it's once again it's meet the mess as usual. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you have thoughts on this Met trade, please let us know at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter or on Facebook, Rich Sports Talk at gmail.com. But I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember, we're going to have all of our latest breakdown of college football and, of course, the NFL coming up this week. So remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our premium content. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great day.